Hey guys, what's up? I'm Yarel Ramos. And I'm Jessica Molina. We all have those weight hold up moments in life. Those times where our perspective shifts and our hustle changes as a result. Each week, tune in as we chat with a new guest who's on their grind and learn the pivotal moments that shape their journey. And when we're not chatting with a guest, Jess and I will dig into the latest weight hold up moments happening in politics and pop culture. You're listening to Weight Hold, hold Up. up. What's going on, guys? What's up? Welcome back to Wait Holds Up. We are just chilling here, about to get into some hot topics. Some I feel like I can't, I can't use that because that's <laughs> the views, but I don't care because they're not checking for us yet. <laughs> some real talk this week. Episode three. Episode three. Season two. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. How's your week going? Oh, my gosh. Good. I'm like... It's such, it's the start of the week, so I'm still feeling, I feel like I'm just still getting into a groove. Right. Uh, the weekend flew by, and I've been, I, I've, now I'm still, like, fighting whatever the hell is trying to, like, hold me down. What's going on? The I don't flu know. is taking I, I call off. it the devil. <laughs> the devil it is. is. Like trying to hold me back. Yeah. And yeah. you're taking that vitamin C, you're... Taking that vitamin C. Apparently, guys, in case you want a little note for my mom, um, you should all be taking, like, a thousand milligrams of vitamin D okay. to fight the flu. Okay. That's from my uncle, who was a doctor, who told my mother, <laughs> you're welcome, Mommy Molina, giving you the little... Mommy Molina, thank you so much. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm like, I'm hopped up on Mad Mitts, so you know. Okay. Not right now, though, guys. You're going to yeah, have a, she's sober, good right now. a sober me. She's good right now. Yes. But, but what about you? Good? Work, yeah, good. Week is good. Um, work is good. Trying to make things happen. It's been busy. I think... You know, I think the last episode or the first episode we had, which was like, what, three weeks ago, I was going through it. Yeah. I was the devil, you know, devil for sure. <laughs> that was my time. And I, you know, managed to like kind of dodge everything that was coming side. my way. I was like, uh-uh, that's, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to get the cold. I'm not going to get the flu. Um, but right now I, I feel like I'm just a little, um, not so much overwhelmed with work, but there's a lot going on yeah, in terms yeah, of yeah. work. So, I, you know, I feel good, but busy trying to make things happen. Um, I and, feel you. And, you know, yeah, I feel like a lot of us, are, it's always January. It's Yeah, you know, I'm bummed because I was so busy that I didn't get to go to the Women's March. And I honestly felt so guilty about it because I'm like, what could be so more What important? held you back? I know. But then I'm also, my weekends are my time to have, like, to to build on my my own creative stuff. Yeah. And so I really have to utilize that. So I'm like, well... If I'm working on a project that's going to be part of the resistance, then that's kind of like me being at the march, working on my resistance. Right. So that's how I rationalize it in my head. So if, in case you're like calling bullshit, like it made, <laughs> it made, it made sense to me. It, you know what? It does because I even read an article recently about, you know, all these women and men as well that are so in tune with what's going on politically and socially in the in the in the U.S. and in the country that sometimes it's so overwhelming and yeah. we're just on all the time and connected with with what's going on that we get burnt out yeah and we need to take a day here and there to just disconnect and not be outspoken on twitter and not know what's going on with everything in congress and in washington so i mean 
That's fair. You need, you know, that's fair. You work hard. You deserve I mean, it. I was still working you on stuff you, like that though yeah. this weekend. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if it's much of a self care moment, but um, but yeah, no, it was. I, I missed it, but I did follow along on like Instagram and Twitter, and I saw a lot of really interesting conversations yeah. about the match. First of all, I'm always impressed by the posters that people. Come oh up my with gosh! Mad seriously, mad creative. I I don't know where I yesterday I saw one that really struck me, and it was like. It's like everybody vote in 2018 or this is just a 5k. Yeah. And I'm like, amen. That is. And it was so great to see that because um, that was really the The message, the message of this year. Uh, You know, last year it was like to put our our name down in, in, in solidarity with other women and what was going on. But I feel like this year was like, okay, we got to really step it up. And yeah. yeah, we can come out in March and have our, you know, our messages on these boards, but we've got to do something. And right. it was in Vegas, which was also really nice. Cause yeah, I, the I, I, headqu- the not head- the headquarters. The, I don't know. What would you call it? Cause it was in DC last year, but right. like the, the main event, I guess. Yeah. The main event was in, is, which was interesting too. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like to see so many women come from all over the world, um, just to support other women. Uh, it's always nice. It's always beautiful and interesting though. Um, I don't think the the Trump administration got the message because there were a lot of tweets going on that day oh my gosh. Um, from Kellyanne Conway, who's counselor to the president, talking about uh, there's been 863,000 new jobs that were filled by women under POTUS, uh, President Trump. And of course, then he tweeted with like, oh, yeah, this is a great day for women to go out in March, the lowest female unemployment in 18 years. It's it's the it's it doesn't even like phase me that he is trying to make the day all about him. Like that's so not surprising. That's just something that's so him. But it's also like, dude, people are not I, I wanted to I, what I want them to take um, ownership of is when there are the most amount of women in office under his leadership because that's going to be when all of these yes. women who are running for Congress, who are running for Senate, who, I mean, we've even seen people taking like local states uh, seats. Like, right. I just want these women to continue to show up and for us to support them that are stepping up to the plate to, to be in politics because that's a huge undertaking. Yeah, which was, I think, at the end, the beautiful message that came from it and from just seeing all these women because the number of women that are running for office has grown so much and it's and it's and I think it's because obviously of the narrative and the rhetoric that's come from this administration against women that you know from even sometimes you know you think like oh there's so much going on there's got to be something there's got to be like a that, silver lining, a silver in, all lining yeah. in all this and we've seen it in all these states and in, in, you know in the east coast that have turned around and there now have representatives that represent the dynamic field that we live in in this country yep. so i thought you know I, it was I, it's yeah i saw so many that i'm like oh my god so exciting and you know thank you to all the men that were there um, that were supporting women, all the children that were there. I was like, I love the fact that uh, they their kids out. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's like, I think that one, one of the conversations that I've just been following after the march is also about like the intersectionality of this. And I know that there were a lot of black and brown women who sort of, fe- who, who continue to feel like this march doesn't represent me because like there's this one image that's going around 
of this girl holding a poster like if Hillary had won we'd still we'd, we'd, be, at, we'd, we'd be at brunch, brunch right. and it's getting so much shit because it's basically like no 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 boo like maybe your issues wouldn't be there but there would still be um, we'd still have an effed up criminal justice system we'd still right. be dealing with immigration rights right. issues we'd still be dealing with you know poverty rates that are staggering we just got the numbers about like how what like uh the top two percent in terms of what their wealth is and compared to the poverty in our nation so the idea that hillary clinton would have been what eradicated all of our problems is also super naive but i think it speaks to a lot of people's frustration with white women of this sense of oh my god the world is now falling apart when people are like now yeah, now? Now? Like, they, uh, we're glad that you are a little bit, m- like, woke, quote-unquote, right. to this, but we don't want to feel like the moment that President Trump is out of office, like, you're dipping, like, okay, I got no more issues. Like, yeah, let me go to brunch I'm because good. nothing affects me exactly. and I'm cool. Like, if you're about La Lucha, then stay in there, bro, and and know who you're fighting for and who you're fighting beside. And so I think that that's where the Women's March, that's where feminism in general still has a lot of work to do. Absolutely. Is people, like, understanding what are the needs of communities for all women and that's trans women and that's women of color and that's you know everyone so right so today uh jess we want to talk about uh an issue obviously that affects us that affects a lot of women and that has been um on top of like in the news you know right now yeah with uh, pay um, equality and discrimination in the workplace. Uh, we've seen it with a lot of famous people, um, yeah. which is interesting too because um, I feel like it happens and all it happens mostly in like the lower levels of corporate America. And I've I've had to deal with it personally when I'm like, I think you know I'm not being paid what I should be, but I'm gonna take it because yeah. it's a great opportunity. And then you find out that someone else, a male or a white person, is getting way more right. than what you okay with the same credentials. Yeah, even or even sometimes even less that you're like, yeah. yo, what what was I doing? So we've seen it a lot. I think one of the first um, kind of situations that that struck me that I think it hit me personally in a lot of ways because I work in the television uh, field was when Kat Sadler Sadler from E! News uh, wrote this open letter saying like I'm leaving E! Mm-hmm. because my counterpart who's a male makes almost double twice, yeah, twice yeah. As, as, sh- as she was making and she was just asking for like hey like we've both been here for this amount of time we both work our butts off and then I find I'm, I'm renegotiating my contract. And then I find out that homeboy over here has been getting double the money that I have. Right. It's like, what is going on? And she left E yeah. because her agents were trying to make it happen for yeah, her. She was like, it was nowhere near, near like anywhere what he was making. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like she says, my team and I asked for what I know I deserve and that she was denied repeatedly. So she left E. Um, and I was I, then it felt like, man, I wish women would you know obviously understand that part and come out and then at all these award shows i love that i saw uh deborah messing i know when he was in inter- when he was interviewing her they were like i'm really disappointed with e 
Live. I know. Juliana Ronsex like, was like, um, 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 break, break, break. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about because I was making mad money when I was there. So I still am and I don't even work there. Right? So, I mean, I think, you know, we see it in Hollywood. We've seen it. There's so many cases that have come up. Then Michelle Williams, uh, the whole Mark Wahlberg situation. And then he donated the money. Right. Um, Time's Up, which has been also um, talked about a lot lately. And it's obviously this coalition of funds to help people that women in or anybody that feels discriminated in the workforce. So we want to talk about that today. Yeah, um, we want to talk about that. We would love to hear from you guys um, and your stories as well. Uh, if it's ever happened to you, if you have something that you'd like to share or you have an opinion, uh, of course, you know, our our social is popping. Yeah, so yeah. make sure you drop a comment. Let us know. Um, but Take it away, Jess. Yeah, no. So this this conversation, like you said, with Kat Sadler, I think it was maybe a month ago at this point when mm-hmm. that first came up. But then last week there was an article circulating that I'm notorious for tabbing something. Where I'm like, oh, I want to read that, and then I just never get around to it. And eventually mm-hmm. I'm like, I okay, do that forget all the time. it all the time. Ugh. But this article kept popping up on my Instagram, on Twitter, on everywhere. Everyone was like, oh my god, this was an amazing article, and it was from the Hollywood Reporter with Ellen Pompeo of Grey's Anatomy, and she was talking about how she got to the point of now being the highest paid woman in primetime television, I believe, is, um, yeah, she's now the highest paid actress on a primetime drama where she will make $20 million a year, y'all, and that comes out to being $575,000 per episode along with a seven-figure signing bonus and two full back-end equity points on the series estimated to bring in another $6 million to $7 million, which is like, Wow. Day. <laughs> I'm like, okay, nice. So what was really interesting though is that she is very transparent in this interview about how when Patrick Dempsey was on the show, they were not trying to pay her. She's like, you know, we didn't discuss what our what our like rates were. But that she had tried to ask for $5,000 more than him just on principle. She's like, I'm the gray of Grey's Anatomy. I should be making the most. And they didn't give it to her. And she's like, you know, I could have walked away, but I didn't because um, she said, what did she say? She's like, it's it's my show. I'm number one. I'm sure that a lot of other actresses feel that pressure. So why should I walk away um, from this great part because of a guy? Right. Which it's not the same as a Kat Sadler thing. Like 5,000 versus double is completely, completely different. Yeah. And so now Dempsey left the show in 2015 and it's pretty much she has brought in billions of dollars with this show. And she's like, this is my day. This is my time to stand up and to make the money that I'm worth. And it was because of Shonda Rhimes. What's up, girl? Yeah, what's up? Um, that she basically told her that you need to decide what you think you're worth and then ask for what you think you're worth. Nobody's just going to give it to you. And I really love that sense of Shonda having her back because mm-hmm. I know we've talked about this on the show about oh. needing women who are Amen. mentors, needing women who will come to bat for you, who, who you can hash this out with, like how much are you making? What do you think I should go for myself? And so the fact that Shonda came up and and, and, and stood up for her, she was like, I've got you. If you're ready to walk away from Grey's Anatomy, I'm, I'm ready to wrap it up. If you want to stay, we're going to stay as long as you're willing to do this, which I think is really, really awesome. Yeah. But I think, you know, what that brings me to is the sense of you're reading it and you're, and, and um, 
Ellen in the piece says, you know, I'm 48 years old and I feel like now I have that confidence. And I'm just like, fuck, does it take that long (laughs) to get to this place where you're willing to ask for what you're worth? You're pretty much halfway through, if not three quarters of the way through, if you're working career, depending on what industry you're in by the time you're 48, 50 years old. And you've probably been in your profession for at 48 maybe 20 years, no, 30 years, if you've been working since you're 18 or a little bit less than that. And the idea of confidence and your ability to ask for what you're worth at that point is sad to me that it takes us so long. And I know that we were looking at the pay gap and for white women, they earn 80 cents to the dollar of a white male. For Latinas, they earn 54 cents to the dollar of a white male. And for black women, it's 63 cents. That's crazy. I, like the Latina Equal Pay Day it was in November and it was something like uh, Latina has to work a year and 10 months in an extra. Uh, well, a year and 10 months to like get the equivalent of a, of a white male. So a white male can work a year, but a Latina has to work um, the year and 10 months. Just so 22 months to equal to their 12 months. That's nuts. And, and, and even too this <sighs> number by the Institute of Women's Policy Research, mm-hmm. Hispanic women will have to wait until... 2233 which that's what like 200 years from now oh damn gosh. and black women will have to wait till 2124 for equal pay so we wouldn't even see it in our lifetime no or our kids I mean, lifetime 22 something that's like 20, not, that's like that's, our great grandkids yeah. that's even if this planet still exists at the rate that we're going right uh, that's so sad uh i mean yeah <laughs> Yeah. Like, I want to laugh because it's such a ridiculous number, but I'm like, no, I, d- I can't. It's awful. Right. And so I think, you know, the challenge that I've always had in media is that it's hard to it's hard to know what other people are making because it's it's a space where it's like you can work for a company who's doing something similar to an, uh, another company, but it depends on the size of that company. It depends on, you know, if it's a publicly traded company, if it's a privately owned company. And so I reached out to a friend of mine, um, Alana Peralta, who is a salary negotiator, and she works with a lot of women of color in helping them to figure out how they can best leverage their opportunities and negotiate to get the, the salaries that they deserve. And she mentioned that what she finds with a lot of women of color is that they tend to have the mentality of just like, I'm lucky to be employed. This is such a blessing that you even would consider me, which um, when she said that, I was like, whoa, raise my hand right real quick. How how many times have I been like, oh, my God, thank you so much. You're not going to pay me for like 10 days. That's fine. Well, yeah. And especially starting out in media, like I interned, I was basically like an assistant who might as well have been an intern because I think I was only getting like paid my lunch or like my bus commute or whatever when I was in New York. Like I'm just thinking about all the free labor that I did and I never had anybody stop me and be like, no, no, you should ask. You should ask for money for that. Like right. you went to school, you are you're paying to work at that company and it never once even clicked. So by the time people started to pay me, I was like, oh, my oh. God, they're giving me money. Yeah. I'm not even going to I'm not even going to make a noise because what if they realize they're giving me money and then right. they're not going to want to give me the money? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not even going to ask for that. That that question's out. the. You know, it's so crazy. I did a video the other day and I remember saying that when I first got my first job at, at Mundos, um, you know, they were just like, you know, here's, we're going to give you a contract with your information. I had no idea what a contractor, you know, what an agent was, or I needed a lawyer. Like, no, yeah. again, we feel, oh my gosh, we're so blessed to have this opportunity. Yes. 
And my dad, in the car, when I'm driving home, he's like, ¿Cuánto te van a pagar? Like, well, how much are they going to pay you? And I'm like, Dad, that doesn't matter. Who cares? He's like, yeah, it does. He's like, it does because, you know, what if it's not, what if where you're at now is going to be, they're going to be paying you more than this opportunity. Even you're going to weigh it out. I'm like, oh, no, it doesn't matter. This is a bigger deal. And it's like, we, is, is this like inscribed in us? Is this just like. Well, it's definitely. And that's another thing that she was saying. She's like, it's cultural mm. is that we don't have. In our upbringing, we haven't had a space where we've put our foot down and demanded what we want. It's especially among Latinas, it's sort of this sense of you, you, you're, you know, if you're doing someone a favor, like you, you don't show them like what you're doing. It's sort of like do it behind, you know, the closed doors because that's, that's, you don't want to be all like, look at me, look what I'm doing for you. But you also then don't say like, this is what I need. This is how I need to live. This is what I need to support me. I mean, it's, it's in relationships where it's hard to say what you want and what you need. And, it, and when it comes to a boss where you feel like I even up until this point, remember feeling like I can't apply for a position that has a senior role. Mind you, I've been working in this thing for like seven years. I'm like, why would why, that stop yeah. me? Why at any point? But it is somewhere like socially and culturally ingrained in us that we question our worth on a regular basis. And so if, you know, and, and with like someone like Ellen, it sounds like she knew her worth, but she had just continued to have these like roadblocks put in her way. Like, nope, 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 nope. And so finally she's like saw the path. She's like, ooh, there is no Patrick Dempsey here. You need Gray to run this show. And she even said she was like, when Dempsey left, they tried to bring in another dude to like replace him. As And she's just like, y'all, like I got this. Give yeah. me some time. And so, you know, there's something to be said about her. I mean, they're in like their 14th season. So she's been with this yeah, like forever. Grace is like forever. Yeah, I'm like, they've been around forever. Yeah. <laughs> but there's something to be said about her being able to know her power, know what she brings to the table and utilize that. And also, to, I think that there was a sense of if you can deliver, I will walk away. And there's such liberty in that that not a lot of us have. Yeah. But what I did ask Alana whose um, negotiating services are available and you guys should totally hit her up. reach out to her because she is a wealth of knowledge and we'll make sure that you I'm going to hit her up for real. Like when you walk <laughs> away, you're just like, I was talking to her. I'm like, you are such a boss. Like I can, I would give you whatever mentor you ask me, for. Mentor me. So um, her email is the Alana Peralta at gmail.com. Her last name is P E R A L T A. And Alana, and it's Alana, A-L-A-N-A, just one N. So she basically offered the like three bits of advice that she tells Love people it. when they are going into the negotiating. Bring it. Just. Into the negotiating room, we'll call it. Um, first of all, she says, research the company that you're going to work for. Find out if they're public, research their stock prices, how much they made last mm. year. All of that information because you might over here be over here thinking like I don't know if they've got it and they oh, made a startup oh, a billion bill- yeah. dollars right. Or, right or they might have some you know they might have Bill Gates on their board or yeah. whomever even if startups like right. there are venture capitals that like 
fund them. Mm -hmm. So there's money there. And if they're definitely super important. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. and I never even thought about the idea of like researching stock options and, and, or stock prices and things like that. And this is public. Like this is public. public, Yeah. It's a private company, but they're going to give you an idea of in in that, in their process of interviewing, you're going to get an idea of some of their growth. So that's a way that you can apply like, well, I see that you've grown X amount over the past couple of years. How have you scaled? What, you know, whatever the terminology is for your industry. She also mentioned that if you're going to a, a company that's currently not making any money, which happens in media a lot. Absolutely. Um, she says that you should also talk about how your goal is to transform something in the business. And then that's something that you can leverage in terms of making more money. So that's something to consider. That's, that's okay. number one. Number two is to find out how much people are making in your specific industry with your given skill set. Now, that also skill set is going to not only include what programs you know how to use and operate and but it's also going to include your education. It's going to include the certificates that you have or whatever it ha- whatever you have in your life that has enabled you to get to where you are. That's going to be your skill set and you want to look and compare that with the people that are in the position that you want. And also I would say, and so you can do that on Glassdoor where it'll tell you your industry, it'll tell you the job title, and it also varies by city. So that's something that you could look at. New York and LA are expensive cities. So that means that people are going to be making more than maybe if you're like in the Midwest. Um, And then third, she says, know your background, what you're good at. And this one I thought was really interesting. She also said to know what you're bad at inside out. Mm. So that this way, if the if in the conversation it comes up that they reference what you don't know, then you're able to fl- sort of flip the scripts on them. So if they're trying to tell you, well, it looks like you don't know X, Y, and Z, then you can talk about how you can compensate with what you do know. Um, and that puts you back in the position of power because that's ultimately what you want to do is like you want to be confident. You want to be in the position of power. And let's say you do look at something like your the rate um, that you can make on Glassdoor. She also wanted to say that you should always ask for the high range. So if you find that it's between 100000 and 120000 you're going to be asking yeah. for 120. Right. And do not worry about anybody else's pocket but your own. And I honestly am saying that more so for myself because I've been the person who has been budgeting on TV shows, on commercials, and know that there's a million dollars there. And I'm like, well, I guess they can just give me like this much. Right. Uh, because uh, I'm so concerned with their bottom line. Yeah. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes, no <laughs> more. That's not going to happen. I know. I know. So, Alana, thank you so much for your wisdom. But this is just so because not all of us are Ellen Pages of the world or Ellen Pompeo. Ellen Pages from Juno. Got you, girl. Yeah. Um, Congrats. She was married. She got married. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, But like that sense of power. I know I sometimes still feel like a little Mm. girl. You know, my dad always says, like, don't go in with your like nervous laugh, which is my. like be confident it is it's be Mm. confident because all of the effort that you've put in if if you don't understand what you're worth it's hard to have anybody else honor that right and and also too you know we're in a field where um you know that it's in media and television it's it's very it's like they always say you know your your career is kind of counted in numbers based on your age and you know and how you age Mm -hmm. and whatnot so it's it's so crazy how like Ellen like 
at what 50 something 48 48 she's got she like you mentioned she's now got the confidence so it's okay like you know we're learning too like Mm -hmm. we're we're young and we're learning along the way but it's better to like adapt those skills or adapt these recommendations as soon as we can so that by the time we're 48 man we're making bank because by that time we've already experienced so much work so much have so much wisdom in the things in in the field that we work in that we deserve to be that woman yeah you know we cannot be i feel like this just adds up to the conversation of like why um we're not up there with making this amount of money even even just with like white women like mm-hmm. we need we need to overcome all our even insecurities and be okay yeah. with it um, it's crazy because when I, when I, someone mentioned that to me too, like, it's like, you know, go big. If, if they don't like it, you're going to have to, you know, negotiate. negotiate. And that's what this, yeah. and that's the thing. Like, that's what the job process should be like. It should right. look like, hi, we want you. Fantastic. This is what I want. Well, we can't give you that. Well, then I need to have X, Y, and Z, Z. met, Absolutely. you know, and I need this title. I need this. And I guys, need- white guys are going in and doing it all the time. Mm. That's the cra- that's the thing is that they're going in with the confidence. They're going in with like the, um, uh, I deserve I, I half this. a million. Oh. Yeah, and and it's like okay, sure, let's. And then it's they don't. Oh, we don't have the money. Okay, well then we're, I'm gonna get this, and I'm gonna get senior director title, and right. I'm gonna be get a, I'm gonna get a raise, and and I'm year. gonna work from home on these days because right. I can. And I and I think also because I know we have entrepreneurs who listen. I think that this is also relevant to you guys because it's also about like valuing your work and saying to people who want a piece of whatever it is that you're selling, whether you're selling t-shirts, whether you're selling consulting, is that you put in the effort, whether it's to design it, make it, or to get the knowledge that other people want, that that is where you need to make sure that if people value your services, then they're going to pay for it. Yeah. And if you're in a position of power and if you're in a position where you are the Ellen where you're at, like empower younger women, you know, help them out, give, throw them a bone here and there, you know, help them figure out their salaries, figure out their contracts. Like I was extremely blessed to have amazing women that even though I didn't know what an agent was or lawyer or whatnot, they knew people and they connected me to people and they helped me understand the legal terms and whatnot and what did this mean? So, you know, be a sister to, to yeah. your to your sisters. Help them out so that, you know, if we come together as a collective of women of color helping each other out, these numbers will have to change. Right. We're not going to have to wait till 2280 yeah. to like, you know, get the same amount of money as as a white male like no let's try to change that and also change the conversations where own what you know own your journey own your story own your work because we put in so much work to what we do and ask for it like you know it's gonna take us you know turning away and pushing those blocks that we've created because you know modest and whatever it is um, but we've got to do it because this is the only way that we can, you know, collectively help each other out. Yes. Get them coins, booze. Amen. Get them. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, we want to know what you guys think about this. We definitely know that we're not the only ones who have struggled with asking for our worth. And 
if you've had a successful story of going in and being like, I asked for $20,000 more than I thought that they were going to pay me and they said yes, we want to hear about that. But if you had a time where you're like, I was going to go and negotiate and I froze and I didn't, like we also, let's hash it out. Let's talk about it. Uh, You guys can always reach out to us on our Instagram at Pod. And we are constantly loving what you're saying and vibing with you. So please follow us there. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel if you haven't already. And please leave us a review on iTunes. Yes, five stars. Five stars. Five stars, please. (laughs) (laughs) We're asking for five because we know that we're like there. Yes, we did. We're doing our our negotiation right now. (laughs) Exactly. All right, guys. Well, we um, love you. And thank you so much for listening. Done for the week. But we hope to catch you guys next week. And um, have a good week. Let us know what you guys think on all our social. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.